Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to my virtual cool kids table. Uh, I created this show so that I could have access and bring you along to uh, conversations with really smart people who are doing cool things, because I know that one thing in life and business, I know that one thing is true, and that is success leaves clues. So I've now interviewed over 500 people. We're well over 550 episodes. Uh, about their path to success, what they've done, how they serve their clients, and what advice they have for you on how to improve your business life. Because here's the thing. If they leave an idea, a theory, a nugget, or a concept behind that resonates with you, you can pick it up and run with it. And today, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk to a ghost writer. Think about that for a minute. Y'all read books, at least I assume you read books, and the truth is, many of them aren't actually totally written by the author. Oftentimes, the author has a really good concept and they have a really good thing, but they're not a writer, so they hire somebody. Now, sometimes those people show up as a co-writer on the title. Shh, sometimes you never know. And so we're talking to a really successful ghostwriter uh, who I recently met at the New Media Summit, and her name is Helen Chang. Helen is uh, a graduate for both her undergrad and her master's degree from UC Berkeley. So we were joking about the fact that, you know, I mean, that's like a total like non-academic school, right? No, it's one of the hardest schools in America to get into. She also has been a journalist. She's written for places like the San Francisco Chronicle, MSNBC.com, Business Week, etc. Won some journalistic awards. And then 10 years ago, she went out on her own uh, to be a ghostwriter. And we're going to learn a little bit about that story. Hey, Helen, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, Tom, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It is so cool being with someone like you and your audience also is amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. So, so Helen, I don't really read the, the the whole bios that people send. They get fancy writers to put together these bios. I like to tell more of a story. So let's talk a little bit about your business history and what led you to being a ghostwriter. Well, you know, I've always loved telling stories and um, I was I had the opportunity to to be a journalist, a business journalist for these uh, publications. And I loved uh, interviewing people and getting their stories. And I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. And one thing I noticed about entrepreneurs is that a lot of times they go through the worst failures and despair. And I think it's just because that 
that entrepreneurial spirit that allows them to take huge risks. But the flip side is they end up having these great failures. And with all the successful entrepreneurs I met, what I noticed is that they always found a way to come back. And in that, that later became the formula for their success. And that became what they taught other people. And uh, I got to interview greats like Robert Kiyosaki, Deepak Chopra, and um, all kinds of top billionaires. And after a while, people invited me to ghostwrite their books. And um, I was delighted and I had had that opportunity. And before I knew it, I had to choose between a journalism career and writing books for people. And I meditated on it and my heart said, go with the books. And so after that, it was just referral after referral, and I grew a business, and now we uh, write, design, and publish books for people to help them get their message out and really inspire the world, make a difference, generate revenue for them, and raise their credibility as influencers in the marketplace. And um, it's just been so inspiring for me because we're able to get messages out that, that change people's lives forever. So, Helen, I, when I think of entrepreneurship, I don't think of people who major in journalism. So did you always think, oh, my gosh, I want to work for myself someday? No, I didn't. I, uh, you know, the thing is that as a journalist, you're kind of in that entrepreneurial mode anyway, in that you're constantly looking for the next story to write or the next project or the next gig to do and 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 getting it done, doing your best and, and completing it. and you're never as good as your, your last story or your last project. So I think I always had that mindset. And then, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to train with top entrepreneurs and take a lot of uh, courses and that sort of got me on the entrepreneurial bug. And I went forward and it really was a very easy transition. It was more managing the business and and being a quote unquote CEO that became the challenge. (laughs) Do you think that that living in California, Berkeley is a a big feeder to the whole Silicon Valley entrepreneurial culture? Do you think being being at Berkeley and having gone to school there and and watched people who went out to, to work for these huge tech companies, do you think that made it more comfortable to make that transition? No, not at all. I mean, when I went to school there, it was like I went there because I didn't get into Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you and my oldest daughter have something in common. Her her number one choice had been to go to Stanford and her second choice was Carnegie Mellon. And she ended up having a wonderful college career at Carnegie Mellon and she met her fiance at Carnegie Mellon. So she's glad she didn't go to Stanford. But but uh, that had been, that had been her first choice. No, I have to say that for me, Berkeley was wonderful because of the life lessons that I learned. And, um, you know, I'll I'll share one of the biggest one of the biggest lessons I learned at Berkeley was this. Um, You know, somebody had somebody in my uh, writing tutorial group that I was in invited me to go uh, to do this uh, protest. And, you know, Berkeley at that time. Uh, was known for protests. And so I was like, oh, well, this is part of my Berkeley experience. And I was like, well, what exactly is the protest for? Because I thought they were a bunch of hippies who were just wasting people's time. And she kind of described it. And she said, well, you know, um, and, and she used a word and I didn't understand what it meant. But then she explained that it was about fighting racism. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can get behind that. And um, so I went to this thing 
And uh, I stood on the steps of Sproul Hall and I thought, okay, well, yeah, yeah, big deal. And then they, there were people who were going to stay overnight. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going back to my comfy dorm room bed. And I thought to myself, you know, this isn't really going to do anything, but hey, I, at least I've had the experience. Well, it turns out that uh, about a month later, UC Berkeley divested from this country, uh, meaning they stopped investing in this country where racism was rampant. They were protesting racism by stopping. Before you knew it, the entire UC system had divested from this country. Before you knew it, the entire country, all the top uh, Fortune 500 companies had divested. And before you knew it, the whole world had an embargo against this country, against the racism. Well, that country was South Africa, and it was apartheid that they were fighting. And because of our protests, Nelson Mandela was freed, and that country was completely transformed. And our entire consciousness as a, as a world, as a community, as a society, shifted. And the lesson that I learned there was even one person can make a difference in the world. So never underestimate the power that you have. Your message can change the world. And that was the biggest lesson I learned at Berkeley. You know, and that's really an amazing story because, you know, if you go back, I mean, it seems like so long ago that apartheid was ended in South Africa and Nelson Mandela came came into power. But really, I mean, it's just half a lifetime ago for a lot of us. And it was, you know, little things like a protest like that that led on and on and on. I mean, it kind of gave me chills as you were telling the story because I knew where that was going. And I was like, God, you forget that, that wasn't all that long ago. That's right. That's right. And if you think about any fantastic thing that we have in the world, it wasn't very long ago. Electricity was like 100 years ago, right? iPhones was only like, what, 10, 11, 15? 11, yeah. <laughs> 12 years ago. years ago? Yeah. You know, and they all start with ideas that seem crazy at the time, and yet they make a huge difference. And that's why I love storytelling. I mean, the power of storytelling is the power of sharing stories that can change people's lives and transform the world. So as you made the switch from being a journalist, you know, working for these these large, you know, well-known publications to working for yourself, was it was it all easy? Oh, no. I mean, initially, the hard part was getting the work done, right? Making the deadlines and 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 delivering on my promises and, and doing what I said I would do and having the quality that I wanted. Right. Um. But I've been in business 10 years. I mean, the harder part has been the business side of running a business. And I've been fortunate to have business groups that I've been able to uh, uh, participate in that real entrepreneurship groups. And so I'm learning, I've like most recently, I'm learning stuff like deferred income versus uh, earned income, you know, <laughs> accrual basis accounting versus cash basis accounting and stuff like labor efficiency ratios and all these things I never wanted to learn, you know, KPIs and stuff like that, you know. So it's, I would say it's been challenging that way. And there, there definitely have been months when I didn't take a paycheck and, uh, you know, I paid people more than I paid myself. And, so, you know, there's definitely that entrepreneurial journey, which is one thing to write about it, but another thing to actually have to experience it. So <laughs> I've definitely had my share of 
you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so now that you've been doing it 10 years, what do you love about the entrepreneurial life? You know, the great thing about being an entrepreneur and the great thing about the people who are in it is that we have unlimited freedom in terms of taking ideas and manifesting them in the world. You know, every fantastic product, as I mentioned before, started as an idea. And for the most part, they were crazy ideas, crazy impossible ideas, like the idea of people going to Mars, for example. I mean, that's a crazy impossible idea. Yet someone's, you know, making that happen. The idea of, um, of um, machines that can talk to us and feed us and, and take care of our health. Well, robots are in hospitals right now. That was a crazy ass idea, right? <laughs> That's what I love about entrepreneurship. It's taking those ideas and manifesting it into an organization called a company where you hire people that actually get it done and you turn a vision into a product, quote unquote, that actually helps people in their lives. So, Helen, what advice do you have for someone who wants to go out on their own? <laughs> I would say um, find mentors, find groups, you know, find business coaches, find people who you admire and trust and love and um, have them help you along the way. And, and here's the other thing I would say. Actually, this is probably more important, which is listen to your heart. You know, I, uh, I meditate every day for half an hour, and sometimes I meditate at night. And listening to what your soul, your divinity, your power wants to say to you is so important. I would say there have been so many times that I wanted to give up, and I thought, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I here? I, I don't think I'm helping anybody, much less myself. And yet there's something inside me that beats and pulses and said, says, keep going. <laughs> Not more like keep going, but I'm going to pull you forward. You don't need to see what it looks like. You don't need to know what that path is going to be, but I'm going to pull you forward. And my clients have always come that way. I, I don't Particularly like to go out and do sales, quote unquote. I like to share stories, but people always come through and I always think, God, thank you so much. I guess I'm meant to keep on doing this. And that's the most important thing is just listening and trusting that divine part of you that knows what you're meant to do and knows the purpose you're meant to fulfill and knows why you're on this journey, not just because of you being an entrepreneur, quote unquote, but because you are meant to fulfill something in your life. So I know that you like this intersection of inspiration and business. And in listening to what you just said, you talked about how you meditate every day and you sort of are in touch with, you know, sort of that other realm of yourself and, and you combine that with your business. Why do you think that that paying attention to that intersection of business and inspiration is important for success? Because all of us are born as souls. All of us were born as a purpose. And in the way I think and the, the, the belief that I had have, um, human life is precious. We're given this gift of life. 
And we're not given the gift of a role per se. We're given a gift of a purpose and a mission. And that gets fulfilled through a purpose. And for some people, entrepreneurship is the path to make that happen. For some people, it's other paths. You know, I won't go into that. But entrepreneurship is a sacred path to make things happen. And and so entrepreneurship is important because it allows the freedom uh, and the and the in, intellect that we need to move forward. Uh, does that make sense? I'm, 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 I hope I'm not getting a little bit too woo woo here. No, Tom. not 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 at all. It makes total sense. And and there's no there's no there's no limit to the amount of woo woo we can have on the show. <laughs> okay, good. You know, it's kind of like you know we're we're born into the path of becoming a parent or a sister or a daughter or, you know, or a neighbor, you know, we all fulfill many different roles at any given time, but the role is a means to spread love, to spread peace, to spread harmony, to spread innovation, to spread peace. Uh, I already said that, sorry, but you know what I mean? It's so it's kind of like, okay, let's just call this role entrepreneurship. This entrepreneurship as a role didn't exist a hundred years ago, they were called businessmen and boy, were they stuffy, right? (laughs) It's a very different idea, right? So, so I feel like we're so lucky we live in a time and an age where we have that freedom that isn't, and, and that, that opportunity, which we now call entrepreneurship. That's awesome. Hey, Helen, I've got a couple of more questions for you, but first I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Helen Chang. Hey, if you want to start a podcast... And I know, I know that some of you out there want to start a podcast. Jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Helen, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? You know, we're giving away stuff. (laughs) I love free stuff. Yeah. And in fact, for, I mean, we, we've got a special gift for your, your listeners too, which I'll share in a bit. Um, but we felt that now is a time to support people in seeing the opportunity in chaos, right? We always have a choice about things. And a lot of people are complaining about being at home, but you know what? There were a lot of prisoners who got their books done, uh, a lot of people who got their books done when they were in prison. So a lot of people right now are having the opportunity to stay at home and finish their books, write their books and get their books done. We've been busier than ever. So we're giving away, we've been giving away coaching sessions. I've been giving away um, interviews that I've done with, uh, with uh, best-selling authors uh, people on our email list get a lot of um, these gifts that we're, we're giving away. So it's been super exciting. And then for your, 
for your uh, audience, Tom, I'd love to give them a create my book vision guide. And again, it's a way to create the context of uh, a book and having those I, uh, the plan in place uh, before actually writing. So um, later on, I'll give you the I'll give you the link for that. But give us yeah, the link. Give us the link now. Oh, it's uh, free gifts from Helen.com. So free gifts with an S from Helen.com. And you'll get this guide and then access to other resources as well. Nice. And, and what a great URL. Free gifts from Helen. That's right. <laughs> Sounds like free gifts from heaven. I like it. Um, so I ask everyone who comes on the show. I ask everybody to tell me who is it that they admire in the world of entrepreneurship? Because let's face it, if we're entrepreneurs, we're fortunate. And if you're fortunate, you got to do more than make money, right? You got to pay some attention to what's going on in the world around you. I think that great entrepreneurs are observers. So who do you look at and say, wow, she or he, they're doing cool things. Um, you know, it sounds really funny, but the entrepreneurs that I admire most are the ones who have books <laughs> who write about who write about things and um, one of the entrepreneurs that I really admire is Oprah Winfrey she's someone who again had a mission and it became a media empire through her stories and her storytelling and when I think of um, how she was rejected so many times early in her career, and yet now she's been able to um, uh, really impact people at all different levels of media, including podcasting, um, you know, TV, online, magazines, everything, uh, blogging, books, of course, you know, She's just amazing, and her brilliance is um, is in her compassion and her heart for the people that she communicates with. She really knows her audience, and that's one thing that entrepreneurs have to do is know their audience, not just the success and not just about sharing your success, but understanding where they are in terms of their pain and then having the ability to take them on the journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur and take them to the level of success that they need to be at. Well, and I love the story about Oprah when she worked for a television station. I think it was Baltimore where the station manager pulled her aside, fired her and told her, you don't really have the right look or talent to be in television. I mean, could you imagine having to go through the rest of your life knowing that you're the dummy who told Oprah she didn't have what it takes to make it in television when, of course, no one has made it bigger in media than Oprah. So I love that story about Oprah. Exactly. And, you know, I want to say for our audiences, we all have any kind of excuse not to be successful, really. You know, we're the wrong race, we're the wrong color, we're the wrong gender, we're maybe we're too white, we're a white male, or we're too young, or we're too old, or we're stuck in a crisis, or we're over a crisis, or the stock market's too low, or the stock market's too high, or there's not enough money. I mean, the, the excuses are endless. And believe me, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really a mindset game, isn't it? 
right? Oh, without, without question, without question. Right. So I asked the last question I ask everybody who comes on the show is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think that we have to do more than make money. And I love to hear the different ways that entrepreneurs serve others. So, so Helen, what do you do? I give to uh, organizations that inspire me that I think help. And in fact, just two weeks ago, you know, in the midst of crisis, um, I actually contacted one of my friends and I said, I want to give to a spiritual group that you believe in. So please uh, send me the contact and I'm going to uh, do a tithing donation to that particular group. And she was someone who supported me in my entrepreneurship journey early on. So that's the reason why I want to give to a group that's meaningful to her. So that's what I've done. <laughs> and, and I think that's great. I think that, that finding a way to serve the people who have served you is one of the best ways that we can help humanity. I think that's awesome. So Helen, any last words for the audience? Uh, I would say whatever you're going through as an entrepreneur, success, failure, not sure, uncertainty, worry, excitement, joy, whatever that is, you've got a story to tell and that's going to be worthwhile to somebody. So don't delay, tell it, write your book, write all the things you can, do videos, do podcasts like Tom and share your story. Awesome. So if Helen, if someone's listening to this and they have a, bur a book burning inside of them and they thought the only way I could ever write it is if I had a ghostwriter, how in the world do they find you and your business? We're at authorbridgemedia.com. You can contact me. And again, I want to give you that free gift, free gifts from Helen.com. And uh, it's a wonderful way to get going and we'll be in touch that way. Awesome. Check out those free gifts and also check out Author Bridge Media because I think Helen does a great service and having written 12 books myself, I know it's very, very hard. And the hardest part is just to sit down and get clarity of where you're going. So uh, it sounds like she does some coaching and consulting in addition to ghostwriting. So make sure you check out everything that she has to offer. And uh, Helen, thank you for being here on the show. Thank you. And thanks for the wonderful work you're doing in the world, Tom. Ah, thank you. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to listen. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we have this podcast? There'd be no reason. So uh, if you like the show, go tell your friends uh, because the way people find this show is somebody tells them about it. Uh, and make sure you come back week after week. We've got well more than 550 shows behind us and 550 more to come in the future. So twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, check it out. Uh, and in the meantime, get out there, flex your entrepreneurial muscle, make sure your ladder is against the right wall. Nothing worse than climbing the career ladder to get to the top to find out, ooh, my ladder was in the wrong place. I know that because I did that. And then try some new things. And while you're at all of that, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.